0: Hi friends! Welcome to Encouraged and Equipped. On this podcast, we introduce you to the women of Christ Chapel Bible Church. We
1: love being encouraged to live out our faith in Jesus by hearing the stories of women in
0: our church community. We are so glad that you're here. Discipleship doesn't mean you have all the answers. It simply means you're willing to invite someone into your life and say, follow me as I follow Jesus. It might be inviting someone into your living room, joining her for a walk, or sitting across from her over a cup of coffee. And I personally know Alexi Dickerson and Camille Adams have done all three of those together. They wrap up our three weeks on discipleship, directed and hosted by our young adult women. Enjoy their conversation.
1: Hi, welcome to Encouraged and Equipped. I'm Camille, and today I'm handing the reins over to Alexi. She is here, and we're going to talk about intergenerational friendships, and we're so excited. I'm so excited. Maybe you I won't speak for you too, but I think you're <laughs> excited too. So. Yeah. Um, usually, we start our episodes off with something that's brought us joy, and I'll start, and then I'm going to hand everything over to you. Great. I'm excited. Good. Uh, my thing that's brought me joy, I didn't think about it beforehand. I should have. But. The thing that's brought me joy is, I talked about this last time, and I'll talk about it every time. It's my tallow hand cream and chapstick. Hey. It's a weird thing, but it is the only thing that works when it's really cold and windy. And I love it. Makes my hands and my lips feel good. Once you find those things, you just got to keep them in your rotation for sure. I know. They're great. They don't smell great, but they are wonderful. Mm-hmm. hmm What about you?
2: Put something about you, Joy? I also did not think about this ahead of time, but if I'm being honest, the first thing that popped into my head was breakfast tacos,
1: Mm. (laughs) specifically
2: when coffee shops have breakfast tacos (gasps) because I need to get out of my house to start my routines a lot of times. And if I'm doing my quiet time somewhere, but they don't have food that's sustainable, it's a bummer. So you need protein in the morning. Protein in the morning. Coffee shop breakfast tacos have been bringing me a lot of joy. Which one? I need to know which coffee shop. Um, well, I'm always at Common Grounds. So mm-hmm. when Common Grounds started having breakfast tacos, that was the best thing that ever happened to me. And I also think they're fantastic. So I've never had to know they
1: had them. They do. It's a hack. They're, and they're always great. out of everything. They are always out there, of everything. Like too late.
2: Yeah. I'm like, it's a 730 in the morning type experience for me. So <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're there, then I'm not. I can't guarantee it, but they're great. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds
1: delicious. Yeah. That's good. Well, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited you're here too. It's been a long time since you've been on the podcast and I missed seeing your face. So too. I'm glad you're here. Yeah. And I'm excited to get to be interviewing you to ask I you know. some questions. I wish I could say I'm as excited. <laughs> I'm going to like hold it together long enough to answer questions. It'll be great. Yeah, you'll do awesome. Great.
2: Cool. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. First question. um, I'm really excited to hear kind of your answer. Um, What are intergenerational faith relationships to
1: you, and why are you taking time to talk about them now? Why do you think it's important? Okay. I'm so glad you asked this, um, because when you did, I was like, oh, is yes, this important to me? Like, <laughs> if somebody were to look at my life, would they say, you know what Camille does really well? She's really good at intergenerational faith friendships. Uh, probably not. Um, but it has been, actually, that's probably a better answer to the question of what brings me joy. Hmm. As of late, I've had a lot of really great new friendships with younger women come across. Hmm. And it's been something that has filled me with so much, like, irrational joy, like, hmm. overflowing kind of a joy. Um, So I'm so glad you asked it because I wouldn't have thought about it. But um, so what I think it is, is building intentional friendships with women across the divide of ages. Mm -hmm. So whether that is somebody who is in college, somebody who is in their young adulthood, somebody who is my age, which is middle ages. I'm a middle aged woman now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Or somebody who's older than me. Anybody that um, the Lord has brought into my life that um, I can build a friendship with, and I think that is the crux of it. Is that this is a it's a friendship mm-hmm. at its core. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, so I'm talking about it. Why is it important to me? Um, I think it's important for building the church. Mm-hmm. Um, I think especially as. Um, our lives can be compartmentalized a lot. It would be easy to compartmentalize our roles in the church or how we experience church. Um, And I think that is a real disservice because um, the church is really meant to be a picture of the kingdom of God and the way that Christ loves his bride. And that does not get distinguished by age um, Mm -hmm. or, or anything. So I love the idea that these friendships that the Lord brings into our lives are meant to equip all of us to work together in unity to build up the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. That's what we're doing. And our church happens to be a really great example of that, I think. Um, We have so many different families and individuals in our church that we get to walk alongside. And um, I love that I get to see young people and older people and people my age and people who don't look anything like me and who are experiencing things that are far different from me because we all experience God's goodness in different ways. And I would be so much poorer if I didn't have the experiences of other people to show me that.
2: Yeah, definitely. That's, That's a good answer for sure.
1: And Alexi, you work with, you specifically get to spend the majority of your time with college age women is that right?
2: Yes, yeah. I work for Christ college ministry.
1: Mm-hmm. So, you get to spend your days mostly with women who are younger than you. Yes, is that has that been like filling for you? Have you been able to see women like really catch on to this idea that they're not just part of like college ministry but they're part of a larger church?
2: Yes, I think. It's definitely a huge gift in my life to get to be a part of it, and I think it's something that brings me a lot of joy. I think women, specifically if we're talking about our church, are still kind of learning what intergenerational relationships look like just because the college ministry is so pulled away from the church. We made it our own campus, and we have our own building, and we do our own sermons and some of those things. And so I think trying to paint the picture of the larger body is still something that they are trying to grasp Mm -hmm. but they are so hungry for it and you can see that when there are opportunities for them to meet with older women whether it be me someone else on staff or some of those awesome volunteers that we have Mm -hmm. Um, but it's been such a gift to get to be in that position and i know that from that my perspective for sure they can they want it and they are hungry Mm -hmm. for it so that's great Mm
1: -hmm. and y'all are so huge like yes. college ministry
2: is so huge. Yes, there's so many opportunities for sure because there are more women, young women than we know what to do with,
1: so. Yeah, that's yeah. great. As a woman in our church, like A, I'm encouraged by that because I love that the kingdom of God is expanding mm-hmm. and that college age women are like grasping that idea. But also it's so encouraging to me that like, there is like, there's a role for us to step in and not just like, sir, I don't, I love the word serve, yeah. but also like to be part of the lives of women, not yeah. just in a capacity of like, come, let me show you what it's like to be an older woman, yeah. but really to walk alongside women who are walking in their faith, growing in their faith, just like I am.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And your experience as in your intergenerational friendships, what is okay. one moment or experience that has shown you kind of the gift that it can
1: be? Oh, I... um. I was walking with – I was being mentored by a woman in our church, actually. Um, And it was such a gift to me because she was, like, two life stages ahead of me. Mm -hmm. Um, And she was so good at, like, listening and asking hard questions. Um, But also, like, she just genuinely wanted to know me. Yeah, Um, And that, to me, meant more than, like, A list of questions or like a book that we went through together. Like we studied scripture and I learned a lot about that. But I think maybe more so for me, it was the fact that she just genuinely cared Mm -hmm. about me. Um, And she would walk alongside me. And there was one day when I was talking with her and she had like pulled out her Bible, which she kept all of her little notes in. And she was like, Camille, um, two months ago, you said this. And I've really been thinking about it. And I was like, "Uh, first of all, Pretty sure I didn't say that. Yeah. Like I don't remember <laughs> that came out of my mouth. <laughs> saying that. I'm definitely not that wise. And um, so glad you wrote it down because I don't remember that. And it it encouraged me again, like that she first of all noted that, but like took time to write it down. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that season of life, I was walking with a younger woman as well at the same time, and we were meeting regularly, and she asked, she just asked like the hardest questions. Yeah. Like, and not in a, like, in a really sweet and encouraging way. Like, it filled me with a lot of, like, trepidation. Mm -hmm. Like, whoa, I'm not going to be able to answer this question. I have no idea. But also, I was so grateful that she asked the questions because my mind would not have come up with that. And so while I had the experience of, um, my mentor pouring into me on one hand, the thing that she was pouring into me was just that genuine care and that relationship. Mm -hmm. And it empowered me in a sense to say like, the same Holy Spirit is in me. And I get to have this relationship with her and trust that when I tell her, I don't know the answer and we're going to try and find it together. She's going to trust me enough to say, oh, okay, great. Mm-hmm. And next week, we'll talk through what we both learned while we were doing that. So yeah, it was a really beautiful, like, life moment of, oh, ministry happens, like, in the church. It happens outside the church. Like, it just happens in relationships. And I loved – I just am blown away that I got to be part of that. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. What – um. I'm thinking about this, and I know that you've walked through so many mentoring relationships, too. But what is it that convicts you or encourages you to pursue those relationships? I know part of it is your job, but I know a lot of it is not because it's your job.
2: Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it stems from that my life was changed for. majority of it through one relationship when I was a freshman in college Mm -hmm. and there was just a really cool older senior who started hanging out with me and asking me questions and she was in one of my small groups and um, sought me out really intentionally and I think Previous to that point in my faith, I had always agreed that I believed in Jesus and that was the structure that I had from birth that my parents gave me. Mm -hmm. But I don't think I'd ever really had people ask me what that meant or kind of stepped into that in a personal way. And so my experience with her really began to show me that life with Christ was more than just assenting or saying yes to the idea of Mm. Christ, um, but actually involved a day-to-day relationship. And she would talk about her sin and she would talk about what God was teaching her and she would talk about what she was reading in the Bible. And I just remember having so many moments where I was like, you read your Bible, like I'm a Christian, and I don't read my Bible. And like my dad always told me to, but that's my dad, you right. know. Like my dad told me to do a lot of things that I was hesitant to do. Just am I gonna because check I my engine
1: oil? Yeah, that's so <laughs>
2: silly. But why would I read my Bible? No, it's like real. Yes. Yeah. And so I think there was a lot of those moments and just realizations in walking with her that I began mm-hmm. to see, like, oh, like girls in college do this, like, and she's mm-hmm. cool. Like she was like not some picture of like a weird person trying to pursue me. Like She was awesome and had a lot of friends and just loved Mm -hmm. the Lord. And I think it was a really genuine picture. So that experience kind of shaped the way that I did college too, just Mm because seeing that from a young age, being one of those freshmen who was pursued, really wanting to turn that gift around and be like, man, what would it look like for me to get to do this, especially as I grow and I learn and God gives me gifts. And so I think a lot of the first parts in that that have convicted me to do it is just because people have done it for me. And I think I've seen the fruit on that side. Mm -hmm. But then also as I've gotten to walk in those relationships, there are so many times that like you were saying, yeah. I get so encouraged by the girls that I'm walking with. Sometimes it's because I'm saying something to them and the Holy Spirit is speaking it right back to me. And I'm like, mm-hmm. one, I don't know how this is coming out of my mouth because it's for sure <laughs> not to me. But two, this is ministering to my own heart as I say these words. Yeah. But also just get getting to watch them grow and getting to watch them learn and them come to realizations, especially when a lot of them are so new in their faith. Mm-hmm. It's just a really encouraging thing because these realizations that have become almost so stale or n- normal to you,
1: yes, are suddenly
2: yeah. so filled with life again. And so mm-hmm. I think it just, there's so much benefit to it. But then also at the end of the day, it's our calling. Like the Lord calls us to meet with one another. The Lord calls us mm-hmm. to use our gifts to better the body. And I think that there's so much benefit to that in your own experience that people can learn from, whether you think about it or not.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's such a great picture. That's a great way to describe that, like bringing the new life to the things that you know yeah. are true. That's great. Mm-hmm. Definitely.
2: Yeah. So kind of from your perspective then, why do you think that women in our church or whatnot are not as quick to say yes? What are things that help get in the way kind of of mm-hmm. building those relationships
1: from your perspective? Yeah. So I think probably the number one thing I would say, my opinion, is fear. Like mm-hmm. fear of rejection, fear of vulnerability, fear that I'm not going to have the answers. Um, like there's some measure of discomfort on either end of it. Like either I'm going to ask this person to like speak truth into my life and they're going to say no. Yeah. Or I'm going to ask them to speak the truth into my life and they're going to see something that I don't want them to see. Yeah. Or I'm going to start speaking truth into somebody's life and I'm going to be responsible. And yeah. I'm a little bit afraid of that because it's a huge responsibility. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was As we were talking about this, I was looking back at Titus 2 and like call that he gives to women, to like older women, to pour into these younger women and hold them accountable to all these things. And Mm -hmm. it's like a list. Yeah. Like it's a legitimate list. And I was like, that's so daunting. Like yeah, I feel very ill-equipped to do that when I look at that list and think about if somebody who's asking me to do this on either side, Mm -hmm. whoa, that's a lot to take in at once. But then I love, I'm going to have to open it because I want to read it. Yeah. I love at the end of it, he flows right back out of that list of things, teaching sound doctrine, being self-controlled and all these things. And he goes, for the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness. And he goes on and on and talks about the zeal of the Lord doing these things. And I'm like, what a great reminder. Like, I don't have to be afraid. Like, fear has no role in this whatsoever because genuinely the lord desires our heart and he desires to make us disciples of him mm-hmm. and part of that is running back to the gospel and running back to the word of god every time i feel ill-equipped because he equips me perfectly for each thing that he asks me to do mm-hmm. um, and then in turn as i'm thinking about relationships with women that i have where we are speaking these truths to each other like We both genuinely want that for each other. Yeah. And so I'm not going to call somebody else to something that I'm not willing to submit myself to in humility, but I'm also going to give so much grace because I know that I am in such need of that same grace um, as I'm walking along. So I think fear probably is the thing that keeps us from doing it. And also maybe just like the general busyness of life. Yeah. Maybe that too.
2: It is a very vulnerable thing to step into, and a lot of times it's easy to count yourself out for whatever reason. But I yeah. think you're right that seeing that once you do it, it is worth it. Mm-hmm. But it takes a lot of,
1: a lot of courage for that, for sure. Yeah, I think vulnerability is probably the biggest fear. Like, yeah. do you, do you see that as a thing that hinders people, like in your relationships with young women?
2: Too? Yeah. Absolutely. I think it, even myself, I see that so often. It's easy to have kind of imposter syndrome in your faith of, man, they're going to see as they get close to me that I also am a sinner who needs a savior. And sometimes we're quick to want to run from that, even though that's so silly because that's what the whole idea of the gospel is, is that the Lord uses broken people and I'm one of them. Um, But I think it's easy to kind of have that fear, either just fear of I won't have something to say Mm -hmm. um, or fear that you know, they're not going to want to hear what I have to say or just that they're not going to want me. And that mm-hmm. rejection can be really scary. Yeah. But I think that's where we have to remember that it is the Lord who equips us and he's yeah. the one who calls us. And so mm-hmm. if we're going to do those things, even knowing that it, we find fruit once we are vulnerable and we are open with people, it also heals our own soul in
1: ways we need. So mm, That's so good. I was thinking, OK, you're talking about this and I was thinking about there was a time when you came over. You came over to my house and we were going to go on a walk. Uh And I remember thinking, like, before you came over, this is all on the fly, so I'm trying to remember details. Yeah. It was, like, a colder day and I'm, like, we're just going to go walk around. And, like, things inside my house were beyond chaos. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, everyone had melted down. Like, (laughs) kids were upset. My dad was upset. Like, my mom was, like, not napping well or something. And I was, like, this could not be more, like… Somebody walking into my life and being like, "Wow, yeah. she's, <laughs> she is. She does not have it all together." Yeah, which is true. Like I never, even on my best day, I don't have it all together. Yeah. And you showed up, and we went on a walk, and like, sinfully, I carried that with me, and was like, "What if we're talking about this thing?" And then she's like, "Camille's marriage is not perfect." Yeah, and I don't want her to speak into like our upcoming marriage either because she doesn't have it all figured out. And I was like, yeah, be quiet, sin. Like (laughs) that is absolutely not of the Lord. Like the whole point is that I want to be vulnerable. Yeah. Ultimately it's for my good. Selfishly it's for my good to be vulnerable because (laughs) I get sanctification from it. But also like there's that fear of vulnerability. It just is so real. It's so real and overwhelming. And then you just have to dispel it and say like, "Mm, Lord, you're bigger than that. Yeah. Yeah. And finding
2: that there's healing, like you said, there's healing in that for your own soul of Mm -hmm. times that you get to realize like, oh, it's okay that I'm not perfect. Yes. Like there's almost beauty to being vulnerable because when people can still receive that, especially younger women that you want to look up to you Mm -hmm. um, or older women being vulnerable with older women that you want to admire you or whatever those situation is, I think realizing that in turn also they aren't perfect. It creates space to actually function as the body is supposed to. Yes. definitely mm-hmm. yep <clears throat> so in your experience then are you usually how do you discern are you always in an intergenerational relationship do you take breaks or are you always meeting with someone older than you younger than you both neither what does that kind of <laughs> look like to <laughs> yeah. navigate as you've gone through life yeah
1: I think there are definitely times when I've done both mm-hmm. like very structured and I've I could say like, I did those really well. Like I met with somebody every week on a Tuesday and then I did this on the side, like, or like there are seasons where we do Avenue. And so we get to pour into younger couples like weekly, which is super great. Mm -hmm. And I love that because it's like, it's built into our schedule for us, which is wonderful. Yeah, Um, It is so nice. Um, But honestly, I think, and there's been so much good fruit in that. And I think If you've never, especially if you've never been mentored before or if you have never mentored somebody, starting off with, like, an an assigned mentorship, that sounds really stale, but it it doesn't have to be. Like, Mm -hmm. if you don't know an older woman or you don't know a younger woman, like, that can be a super great avenue to say, like, I'm open to what the Lord is bringing and I just want some help to get started. Yeah. Do it. Like, absolutely do it. Sign up for it. What whatever. Um, but I think also there are times in my life where like I've walked alongside somebody for a season and there has to be a measure of like I trust that person enough to say like we might not see each other regularly for a while. Yeah. And that doesn't mean anything bad has happened. It In fact, it probably means that there's a lot of growth in both of our lives that is pulling us to different areas of ministry, Mm -hmm. or we're speaking into a neighbor's life, or we're building a new community over here. And that's really what we want. Like, building the kingdom of God looks like multiplication. And Mm -hmm. so if I'm spending time with somebody here, and they're being pulled over there, please, by all means, go and do that. And the Lord is never, like, He's never lacking. So- yeah, There's going to be something else that comes along. And I think along with that, there's that like willingness to say like, I haven't seen you for a year. And there might be a little bit of awkward conversation at the beginning of like, hey, you want to grab coffee or you want to go for a walk or you want to do this or that? And to let it be a little bit awkward because you got to catch up on the mundane things for a while before you build back up to like, hey, what's really going on with you spiritually?
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: So. I really
2: liked what you said. I feel
1: like a lot of times there's this narrative that if you
2: step into a relationship with somebody, it has to be this lifelong, they like are, you know, in your wedding and they mentor your kids when they're teenagers (laughs) and which there are pictures of that and it's beautiful. Like it is one of the coolest things to get to walk people who have the benefit of lifelong relationships. Mm -hmm. But I think there are also relationships that are seasonal of just getting someone started in their faith journey or kind of addressing a specific need. Like if you know Mm -hmm there's something you've walked through and somebody else is kind of the beginning stages of that, just kind of helping them through that season. Or like if you have a strength of reading scripture, I think teaching someone to read the Bible who hasn't done it yet, but they might not always need that same level of investment. And so I think sometimes we also don't want to start because there can be just this, Oh, like I have to be in this forever, and this this is the one person I'm committing to. But then things get hard, but you still feel obligated. And I think obviously there's beauty to those types of relationships if they yeah. work out. But also, I think just highlighting what you said in that is also really true as well. Mm-hmm.
1: So and I think you like, especially for you as you're walking with women who are in college, like there's yeah. such a finite amount of time. Like you got four years, or maybe five years, depending on your yeah college <laughs> victory lap, yeah. least. <laughs> That's right. Um, but I think too, like. It's so amazing to see how like, I don't know, especially in this age of like, you can still follow up with people on social media and you can see the fruit of like what you've built together in their lives over the years. And that like, what a gift, like. To be able for me to say, like, oh, I knew this person, like, years ago, and now they're doing this or that, like, I love the way that the Lord knits you together for a time and then allows you to catch a little glimpse of that down the road. Yeah. And some things come full circle, and you get to, like, you do get to mentor their kids, or you do get to see them do blah, 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 but. Totally. Um, yeah. I love that. <clears throat>
2: yeah. In your relationships, what do you find are the hardest things um, for you to
1: navigate? That is a really tough question. Yeah. Um, Honestly, my pride.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, I think really wanting to have a great thing to say just is the worst. Like, yeah, it's the worst feeling in the world to, like, sit in a room with somebody and think, like, I'm about to say this. I'm <laughs> about to say this really great thing and know 100% that I'm like, I just manufactured that. Like, that is just terrible. Yeah. Um, I really despise that. But um, – I I also think for me personally, like, it can flip on its head the other way. Mm-hmm. Like, I was having a hard conversation with somebody, and by that I mean, like, we were talking about mutual sin. Mm-hmm. And, like, I knew there was a question that I needed to ask. Like, the Holy Spirit had put it on my heart, and I was like, I need to ask this question, and it's going to be really, really hard. And I don't want to ask it. And so I didn't. Yeah full confession I didn't say it I didn't ask it and like I agonized over it and like really felt terrible and so I went back and I apologized I said hey we were having this hard conversation I really needed to ask you this question and I didn't because I was worried that it was going to ruin our relationship or I was worried that I wasn't going to know what to say when you answered but the truth is that I don't have a great answer for it myself, so I asked the question, and she was like, "Oh, girl, I've been talking about this with my accountability partner, and this is what we have learned together, and we've been walking in victory for like a week in it." And I was like, "Super great! <laughs> You're Thank like, you awesome. for like teaching me that super amazing <laughs> wisdom, and like that is incredible." So mm. I, and it comes back to the idea that like, a, I was so prideful that I didn't ask the question. Yeah. B, I was so prideful that. I was expecting my asking of the question to be the thing that brought the conviction. And it wasn't. Yeah. All it did was bring conviction on me of like, Camille, you're not that important. Get over yourself. Um, but it was, it was such a sweet picture of like, (laughs) the Lord doesn't need me. Yeah. He really doesn't. If I want to be used by the Lord and I'm willing to, then that's for my benefit and for his glory. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that's the hardest thing. Um, for me, is getting over my own pride and being willing to be wrong about a a good many things. What about you? What's the hardest thing for you? I need some like mutual vulnerability uh-huh. to
2: get over that. Yeah. Well, no worries. That for sure is a big part of my <laughs> life. I feel like there are so many fleshly thorns that I look at. I think I relate to the things that you've said. Um, but I think the first one that pops into my mind for sure is just fear of man. I think mm. that kind of points to the second side that you said you swung. Yeah. Um, of I just, it's so hard for me to ri- want to risk the relationship in yes. pushing back. I think I sway so far grace that I forget that truth is loving. Mm. Um and so I think especially over the four ish years that I've been doing my job, having to learn that pushing back on people is actually a gift. Yeah. Especially because that's why they're meeting with me. I think they don't they aren't meeting with me to be a best friend. They're meeting with me to learn and to grow. And so yeah. I think I've had to be grow a lot in kind of that confidence and to know how to say it lovingly obviously not like braiding people and not even sometimes i don't have things to say but i think when i do kind of like those moments and the lord puts something on my heart not allowing that fear of man um to sway that. Um, but I also think, like we talked about earlier, imposter syndrome is real. Mm-hmm. I think it's really hard to get over that of just this feeling hypocritical when you yeah. are reading something with somebody because you're learning it yourself and you'll f- go into it with this pride of like, oh, I have to have something yes. to offer them. And it's like, no, that's not always the point of it. Like there are times that the Lord is convicting me just as much and I don't have to have it all together. Yeah, But I think that can be a really hard barrier when I'm walking with girls mm-hmm. just is because pridefully I don't I don't want to have to figure it out like I want yeah. to be able to come in and be like yes well I figured out life so let me show <laughs> you all the solutions and then let's move on from there yeah but there are so many times that I'm walking with girls and they're like so how did you like stop doing this and I'm like, well, here's how I've grown in it. Now, what, yeah. how I've stopped, that's a different conversation. <laughs> and so, I think like being encouraged that the relation, like we're all always growing in Christ. And I think mm-hmm. he is gracious and loving and equips us anyway. Yeah. Um, but definitely hard to kind of get over that prideful fear of man, yeah. imposter syndrome, yeah. inadequacies. So, mm-hmm. and then I think also it's really easy to want to control a situation and to want to be impatient and just. You know, when a girl is talking to me, especially week after week about something really similar, it's really hard to (laughs) settle that part of me that's like, come on, just get this. Like, let me just fix (laughs) you up and send you off. And like, I have some magic solution, which at the end of the day, I like can't do anything. The spirit is. So Mm -hmm. definitely you're not alone in (laughs) the fleshly (laughs) struggles that can occur. So,
1: yeah, it's funny. I get a lot of the like, I don't. Like, I don't typically find myself impatient with other women. I find myself really impatient with my kids. Yeah. But like, what a great picture of like, how it must be when older women are walking with me like, come on, Camille. Like, you know, like, you know this truth. I told you this truth many, many times. Scripture tells you this truth. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I need so much grace. I need so much grace. So much patience with people.
2: Yeah. And I, when I look at my own life, I'm like, I think I might be the slowest learner that's ever existed. And so I don't know who I think no, I am to no, turn no, around no. and be like, okay, come on, why don't you get this? I said this two weeks in a row, or we've talked about this, or we've read, you know, three books on this now. Like, I think it's easy to want to put a, there should be a solution by now or this should no longer be an issue or yeah. you know just wanting to like control and fix people but mm-hmm. at the end of the day I think one doing it long enough you just learn to surrender that because you can't yeah um, but then also there's it helps to reflect on your own life realizing how patient the Lord is with us <laughs> and mm-hmm. so yep. and how much he has been with me so
1: yeah it's interesting because like when I think about you specifically Alexi like I would never think that you struggle with, like, wanting to be vulnerable with people. Like, I don't know that I've met a more, like, authentic person. Maybe I'm sure there are other people. But, like, (laughs) you are generally very genuine. Generally very genuine. (laughs) Vulnerable. I think I I like it. Well,
2: I'm glad that is something that you see. And that Mm -hmm. also shows that the Lord is gracious, too. Yeah. You can see yourself and other people can see good things in you. And that's, that's true. The Lord. So yeah. mm-hmm. praise God. Yes. Um in your life, what has it kind of looked like to balance um being a mom, mm-hmm. navigating all the things that you have in your household while also knowing it's biblical and good for you to be pour- pouring out and poured into? Yeah. How do you navigate those tensions?
1: <clears throat> so I try I'm gonna do mom talk for a little while. I'm gonna try uh and keep it to a minimum, but In my opinion, I try to let my mothering and my kids be part of what I'm doing with other women. Like, as much as possible, I want my kids to see me in relationships with other women. I want them to see me with younger women. I want them to see me with older women. I want them to see me with women my age so that they know – that life is not lived in a vacuum. Mm -hmm. Like the gospel is not shared with this group of people and then this group of people. And that like the gospel is real and it is important and vital in all the areas of our life. So Mm -hmm. if that's really what I believe and what I want them to believe too, then I need for them to be part of that in some aspect. So what that looks like practically is like, I will ask somebody to come and meet me at baseball practice. Like we're going to sit in the stands and we're going to talk about my sin or your sin or whatever. We're going to talk about the gospel and the kingdom work while we're sitting in the baseball stands. Yeah. Or you're going to come over and we're going to make dinner together or we're going to bake cookies with my kids and we're going to like on the side have some conversations that we've been needing to have for a little while while they're busy making a mess. (laughs) Or like I'm saying we're going to. I'm going to let you play at the park and I'm going to talk with a friend for a while while you're doing that. But it is a really, like, it's been one of the sweetest things for them to grasp this idea that, like, my mothering of them is a good work. Like, I try to enforce that, like, God has given us a good bit of work in all the areas of our life. And They know that, like, when I'm at work, it's not a have to or they know when I'm meeting with somebody or somebody comes over, it's not a have to. Like, I get to do that and they get to see it and they get to be parented by me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They would never say that. (laughs) I get to parent them. Like, that's something that I like a lot, actually, is. I don't know that there's a balance so much and maybe I'm super unhealthy and somebody can call me out on it. But like, I love that they get to see me pouring into and pouring out of a lot. Um, And I want them, oh, I forgot to mention this. This is super important. That I need to be poured into. Like, not only are they seeing me read scripture, with some super prideful, you guys. (laughs) I am not perfect at this. When they see me reading scripture, that it's important, but also like, When Kathy comes over and she's, like, talking to me about something that's really important, I need them to see that, like, I need her wisdom in my life. Or when we're going to church and I'm like, here's what we learned today. I, like, I needed to learn that. Mm -hmm. It's important for them and for me to have that accountability and honesty with myself about where I am spiritually. Yeah. And the fact that, like they will grow up and they will need to grow spiritually and they will need to pour out as well. Yeah. And that will be a good thing for them. So, that was a really long-winded. <laughs> I did not keep it short at all. So hey, sorry. that's okay. No worries. <clears throat> so, on the flip side of this, you are now 1 year and 1 day into your marriage. Woo, so exciting. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so what has it looked like? Like you've gone full speed ahead in ministry and like walking with young women. And you're also at the same time, like building your community of people. And you're also like trying to build unity into your marriage. Like yeah. it's a lot to take on. So what does it look like for you to manage that balance as well?
2: Yeah. Well, first I just want to encourage you kind of based off what you were just saying. I think that Davis and I were super blessed when we were walking through P premarital things to get to see kind of exactly what you were saying of coming over to you and Philip's house and getting to spend time with your boys and just um, making pizzas together I think it was
1: that was so fun uh, it was so
2: fun but I think just getting to leave that that was something that we said we're thankful for the whole picture that it was because I think it's really easy to want to segregate those things of Mm -hmm. parents believing like oh we're not going to have as good conversation if our kids are interrupting or those types of things but I think just having been in that relationship and getting to see that, especially during that premarital season for us. I think that was such a blessing because we knew that's what our lives probably will look like one day if the Lord blesses us with children. So Mm -hmm. I think really seeing like, okay, this is like what marriage looks like, but also what family looks like and like life for the future. So just some encouragement in that. But as far as my own experience... It's hard. <laughs> yeah. I I was very surprised when I started, um, especially just when I started dating Davis and mm-hmm. all of that kind of the balance that it took um, to manage all of the things on my schedule. I think I pridefully like to think that I have a very large capacity. Yeah. Um, and the Lord quickly humbled me to realize that it takes some discernment and it takes some wisdom to kind of know um, what to say yes to. Because I think in my sin, my tendency also is to think like all these people need me and I mm-hmm. I need to be available and, um, man, how, and part of that is I just like, I love all of these people and I want to be friends with all the people and available for all the college students and loving my husband and doing all the things. But also I think a lot of that comes down to this inability to also either pass them on to somebody else or to just set good boundaries and expectations. And so, um, I think it looks a little different. Obviously there are definitely really sweet times that Davis and I get to pull College students into time with us together, having them over, going to dinner mm. with them, those types of experiences, which that has been a super fun blessing. I mm. think some of our favorite experiences in marriage have been serving on Belize together or Broken Boat together, especially Belize when we have a small group that we're yeah. kind of combined sharing Um But I think in general, especially if it's I am just meeting with a girl one-on-one, and obviously my husband may not play a role in that conversation at that time. not. Not the
1: best place for him to be. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs)
2: for sure. I think a lot of that comes down to just setting clear expectations with people in my life. And then especially over this past year, honestly, just asking for a lot of forgiveness when I feel Mm. like I'm not loving my friends well or loving my husband well or loving my girls well, because it does take time to learn how do I balance all these things and what do I promise to people? When I'm Mm. meeting with them, do I promise more than I can give or do I set healthy expectations of kind of this is what things can look like and then trust the Lord with the rest of that? And so it's definitely taken some um, (laughs) some discernment and (laughs) some uh, trial and errors. But I think it's been a gift, too, because I have very gracious people in my life and Mm -hmm. um, especially in friendships. And so I think getting to
1: navigate that has been good and hard. (laughs) Yeah. Do you find, this is a random question, Mm -hmm. but like on this side of it, I'm like, oh, I get like to get to be a part of your life. Like it's such a, like, it's such a gift Hmm. and not, I mean, not just you, but like any other person, but I'm like, for me looking at it, I'm like, oh, like, oh, I get to be part of it. And so like, whatever little part I get is good. Mm -hmm. Like I don't come with the expectation that like you're going to have me over for like an hour every week. Yeah, But like do you find that to be like sort of universally true that people in general, like women in general, get to enjoy that gift of being part of somebody else's life, even if it's just for a little bit? Mm-hmm.
2: I think it probably depends on the maturity of the person and sometimes the reason that they're wanting to meet. Mm-hmm. I think especially with my college students, um, I would say sometimes their intention and heart is so good, but they are just so excited to get to learn and to get to grow and to be walked with and like, even just like be invested in, in a way. And so I think sometimes, and their understanding of how life can be just with their commitments and their expectations and the fact that, you know, class and schedules and things are so open and they have so much free time. I think it takes a certain level of maturity to realize that, sometimes there are missed expectations with that, but I don't think it ever comes from like a negative, like, Oh, I just like, you know, I'm entitled to your time or like something that would be, negative i think a lot of people would say that their heart is like man i just like want whatever slice i can get yeah but there have been conversations i would say in my life where people have been like wait i thought i was gonna get a little bit bigger or like (laughs) hey i've been feeling like kind of neglected compared to this person or some Mm. of those experiences which in some of that they're right like i definitely like obviously haven't been perfect in all those things but i think in navigating that Mm. there have been occurrences where we've seen that but i think Again, like I said, I don't think the intentions are negative. I think some yeah. of it comes from just framework of even what capacity looks like in right. different
1: stages of life and um managing those schedules and things. So mm-hmm. yeah. I think about like if we're looking at Jesus as obviously like he's our example of what mm-hmm. this looks like and he drew the disciples to him and like total vulnerability, like authenticity, like all of that, yes, like sleeping next to like Mm -hmm. his full life on display right yeah and we think about the fact that like that's just not like i'm not him yeah like i'm being made more and more like him every day absolutely like i'm willing to give like my whole life to him absolutely Mm -hmm. but also like i'm not gonna be everything that this person needs like jesus is i'm gonna point them here but also like I want to be a connector of people too. And I'm terrible at that. Yeah. So like, I want to know, like, I don't have the capacity or the gifting or the experience that you need for this, mm-hmm. but I know so-and-so and she knows a lot about that. And let me let me connect you with her. And yeah. not in like a passing somebody off way, but like a genuine, like, I care about what you're walking through. Yeah. And I know that somebody can like point you back to Christ in the way that you need to be. And so i that's one area I want to grow in this next year.
2: Yeah. And that takes a lot of skill and resources because you have to yes. have women around you that you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's so beautiful about the body of Christ when people are willing to say yes to. Because mm-hmm. even in our college ministry, I've been really thankful that I think that's a system that we're slowly building mm. of even just Amy coming on to staff and kind of bringing with it a network of women that she has known and walked with and mm-hmm. me kind of being in a more young adult capacity and like knowing really faithful women and just yeah. inviting those people into it. But it takes... It takes some effort and yeah. some thought to it, but it also takes a willing heart to be humble enough to know, like, okay, well, I don't necessarily need to be the one who meets with this woman, right? And especially if she's coming to me about something that I'm like, hey, I actually don't have any experience in that, yep. but this woman does, and she's awesome, and so you should meet with her. And yep. so, yeah, definitely, yeah, that's great, yeah. So, what are some things that you feel like then you look for in women if you're, um you know, wanting to walk in a relationship with them? What are things that you admire or are thankful for? Yeah. Um, specifically
1: older women speaking into your life. Mm-hmm. I love when somebody is willing to call me out. Yeah. <clears throat> I need that. I need it so much. And I think especially because there's a tendency for people to agree mm-hmm. with one another. Like you were talking about this earlier. Like it's very easy to say like, oh, yes, yes, yes. I encourage you and do blah, 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 which is great. And we all need that, right? Mm-hmm. But we also really need to be told when like, hey, you said this or scripture says this and you're not living this. And in a very loving way, say like, hey, let's talk about that. Let's talk about what lies underneath that. Um, And so something that I look for in somebody that, whether she's older than me or my age or younger even, that has more wisdom in that, I want somebody that's going to be able to look at it and be willing to say a hard thing or ask a hard question mm-hmm. and stick around for the answer, honestly. And like, I'm not concerned that I'm going to be alone. Like I know I have the Lord, but like I have a lot of blind spots yeah. and I would love for somebody to point them out. That's what I look for.
2: Yeah. What about you? Good. Um, I think similarly, it's kind of funny, honestly. I was glad that um, we thought of this because I – in answering this I think so much of that is what we've already talked about of I value authenticity which mm-hmm. is something that I see a lot in my job of students wanting kind of an authentic answer wanting to be us to be vulnerable mm-hmm. um, and I really look for that in older women too Of I don't yeah. necessarily want to come over to a house that's perfect and put together and everything is amazing and their life is awesome and they have no issues because it just I'm like well that's okay, right, you Leo. and I are different then yeah uh, because I have issues <laughs> so I <laughs> I don't want to just sit here and talk about my I don't issues. think You can relate to me. Yeah. I'm very unput together. Totally. Um, but then also I think just wisdom and will similarly willingness to call out, um, which is funny because mm-hmm. like I said, that's something that I struggle with when I'm <laughs> the one pouring out. But I think yeah. when I think about my own life, I'm like, man, that's what I deeply crave. And so I also mm-hmm. need to remember that when I'm walking with girls. Yeah. But I think just that willingness to speak that truth and to say, hey, I think like what you just said actually isn't what scripture would say I think you you know have missed that or I think you're hanging on to something that the Lord isn't asking you to or whatnot Mm -hmm. so um yeah I would definitely say wisdom authenticity and kind of a willingness to speak truth and know truth in that sense then too so
1: Mm -hmm. definitely oh listener if you're listening to this and you are a woman of any age who has the ability to like and the guts to point out people's sins let us know yeah definitely. reach out to us and we will <laughs> connect you with me and alexi and like every other young woman that would love to have you speak truth into their life
2: yeah if you're high truth i would love to spend some time with yes. you because i would love to grow in that mm-hmm. for sure <clears throat> so yeah what has kind of speaking of growing oh, and yeah. things i guess and um, what has growing in your faith looked like transitioning from kind of the different seasons that you've had more of a young adult now to motherhood. And, um,
1: what does it look like to continue growing? Um, it's been, it looks very similar. Like the mechanics of it honestly are similar, like reading my Bible and we're praying and we're serving and we're doing accountability and all those things. Like the functions of spiritual discipline, um, you know, are very much the same and that it sounds really stale, but it's not like, Mm -hmm. it's really good. As we think about our lives being in constant transition, like as we age, um, like we're going to go through these circumstances that take us up and down and around and all these sort of places. And we always get to come back to like the word is never going to change yeah, and the Lord is never going to change. And he always like wants me to be in prayer and he always meets me there, right? Mm-hmm. So the spiritual disciplines stay the same, but I think the way that I approach them has been very good different, both in like depth and my like willingness to come to them, if that makes sense. So I think about it in terms of this, like maybe 10 years ago, I didn't struggle so much with something like my thought life being pure. Right. Mm -hmm. So that wasn't a huge struggle of mine then. Like I was walking in other areas of struggle, but now like all of a sudden that becomes an issue. Mm -hmm. So when I look at the fact that like I have a deeper understanding of my need for mercy because I've been walking with the Lord for longer. I'm able to recognize it more clearly when it comes up. So I have this like track record with the Lord of like not my record, His like His demonstration of His character over time, Mm -hmm. and my knowledge that like when I run to His Word, I don't even have to run far because it's been there for the last ten years and. I remember, like, I remember reading over Romans and in Titus, where it talks about, like, whatever is lovely, whatever is pure, whatever is honorable, like, think on these things. And then I remember that he says, Oh, you're going to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Like, Mm -hmm. those things are not far because he has been near and his word never changed, even though my life looks incredibly different and my struggle looks different. Mm -hmm. So I get to have a little bit of a quicker turnaround from like wow this is a new thought that popped into my head and i don't know where it came from but i do know this Mm -hmm. i know that your word never fails it never returns void and so i'm running there first i'm remembering and recalling very quickly that like in the pit of despair you never left me and so why would you leave me now and i get to have a little bit more of a reliance a deeper reliance on him immediately um And it doesn't even have to be like, maybe my life looks a lot different and I have a little more free time now that my kids are older, Mm -hmm. but my quiet time may not look like it did when I had a regular nap time in the morning and I could spend 45 minutes like pouring over scripture. Yeah, I might have 10 minutes here and I might just really be so grateful and worshipful in those 10 minutes that I do have. And then I get to like dwell on it for the rest of the day, which is really sweet. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that that's one way it looks different. But I think also we focus a lot on how it feels different. Mm -hmm. Like spiritual growth feels very different now than it did then. Or even when I was like, when I first came to know Christ, like Mm -hmm. things felt so exciting and they were all new. And it's like that you talked about earlier that it's a truth that I learned a long time ago and maybe it got stale, but yeah. there was a time when it was very new. Um, but it may feel different now because maybe I'm in survival mode of like young motherhood or maybe I'm in a type like I'm in a time of grieving now. So things feel very different, but in reality they're just feelings and yeah. they're not meant to dictate my spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. Um, but they can absolutely like drive me to my knees. More quickly, so yeah um it's it's fun to note the feelings that are behind that and to submit those to the Lord and say like i've like I feel stale or mm-hmm. I feel like urgent in my need for you or I feel really remorseful or whatever it is that I'm that's brought this new phase of life along with it and say like,, this is new and I feel a big way about it and I I want you here. I want you here in it with me, Lord. And um I just am grateful that he continues to never leave me. And um spiritual growth it's never it never stops. Yeah. So that was a weird answer maybe for that question. Yeah, but I liked it. <laughs> um what does it look like for you? Um like As you've walked through, like, especially I'm thinking about how you have walked through a lot of different seasons of life very quickly in the last few years. But also, like, for you personally, like, how has it been watching your own spiritual growth as you're walking alongside of so many other people while they're growing spiritually?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think it has been cool, kind of similarly, to see how the different disciplines have changed over time and even your need to engage with different ones. I think mm-hmm. I started out just so heavy with like, this is how I read the Bible, this is how I journal, this is how I do things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think even just from learning from other older women as you step in and out of different relationships, of kind of just there's a lot of really beautiful ways to engage with the word incorrect like ways and mm-hmm. um just to pray and to deepen that and kind of like you said there are some seasons that that you know summers for me are really slow and i yeah. can spend hours and hours and hours just listening to podcasts and reading bible my bible and praying and going for prayer walks and doing all these things. And then sometimes in the middle of the school year, it's like, okay, I have, (laughs) you know, 30 minutes right before I go meet with all these people for this day and I need my daily bread. And so I think similar patterns kind of, but then also just learning over the years from being in college and then being a young adult who's just kind of an intern, being around here learning and now stepping into different roles in marriage and um, being on staff and all those things. But I mm-hmm. think a lot of it takes just kind of a continued humility and getting to see the Lord yeah. be so different. And then especially how he shows up in getting to walk with people. I think that's been one of my favorite parts of the job is I think it feels mm-hmm. really worshipful for me, too, because I do grow mm-hmm. so much, even just from the questions they ask me or the ways that I have to answer them. And their seasons of dryness or there are seasons yeah. of not knowing what the Lord is doing. I think it's easy to even learn from experiences sometimes that I haven't walked in yet. And then to see it happen in my life and I'm like, okay, wow, this is like what this person was talking about, but this is also what they've done or, you know, whatever. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there's been a lot of fruit, just kind of in that season to watch myself grow. And really, mm-hmm. I feel like it's been cool to even reflect over the past couple of years that I've been here in Fort Worth, but then college on top of that of just all of the ways that I see the Lord differently and have learned from so many women around me specifically, whether mm-hmm. I was in going to invest in them, even though they mutually invest in me or yeah. also with it with if it was with intention of meeting
1: with older women. so mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. That's – I'm thinking about, like, spiritual growth over the years and how much, like, how much more I grow when I'm, like, thinking I'm going in. Like like you just said, like, I think I'm going in to mentor somebody else. Yeah. And in reality, I am. Like, yes. But it is a mutual – like, it's a very much a mutual exchange of encouragement and accountability and wisdom and questioning and – pursuing the Lord together like that's that's what it is Mm -hmm. there's no truer way to describe it I think than that because the minute I think that I'm the one that's pouring out and it's going to depend on me or like I'm the one coming with the wisdom Mm -hmm. that's the minute that I need the most like correction and and turning to the Lord to say nope nope you're gonna learn so much more than than you really thought you were going to every time we do Avenue like every time I'm like I learn so much more than our couples do. I know it, Philip. He's like, I'm sure they're learning too. And I'm like, probably not. Yeah. It's just me. I know. It's just me. I'm learning the most. Yeah,
2: <laughs> definitely.
1: We probably need to wrap up in just a moment. Okay. So I want to ask you, um, when we talked the other day, you mentioned that one of the most impactful things when you're in a mentoring relationship is when somebody says something that is so commonplace for them that it really strikes you you as new for you. Mm -hmm. Can you think of an example? Because it was so encouraging to me when you said that. And I was like, I want to know what it is that somebody said.
2: I mean, I think there's been a lot of them and some of them are just really simple truths of, you know, people will say I'm doing something and they're like, yeah, but God loves you. And you're like, I mean, I know that, but like, whoa, the way you just said that. Um, But I think a specific example um, that I've even talked about with this woman since um, was there's a time that, we we were talking about a sin pattern and whatnot. And um I kind of used the word str- I was struggling with something. And mm-hmm. she was like, yeah, but you know, struggle implies struggle, like putting up a fight. Like what does that look like? And I just like, we, you know, conversation quickly moved on. But that is something that I've just held on to forever. And she was mm-hmm. like it's like the definition of the word. And I was like, yeah, but the way—like, I don't know what it was in that moment that God said and did to me. But it was yeah. this super convicting thing of saying, oh, I keep saying I'm struggling with comparison or I'm struggling with jealousy or I'm struggling with materialism or, you know, name mm-hmm. any sin. But I'm like, am I actually struggling with it? Or am Mm. I just doing it? Like, am I just participating in it willingly and saying that it's ruining my life because (laughs) it is? And so, but I even just remember talking with her. Like, she's just like, I don't even really remember that because to me, it just was like, you know, like, are you struggling? Are you struggling? Like, what's your definition of that word? And it was something that was so simple, but I've taken it with me forever. Mm. So I think... There are so many times that you say things that you're like, well, that's not going to be what makes an impact on them. But I think there are many times even walking with other girls or like being walked with that I'm like, it's always the small random things that come back out. And you're like, I have no idea. I don't even remember saying that or other people don't remember saying it. But I think it things can make a lasting impact similarly to that. So, yeah,
1: Mm, that's good. I'm glad you said that, that. It takes a lot of the pressure off. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Okay, one final question maybe. Ooh. Why do you keep saying yes? Ooh, that's a really good, that's a good question. Okay, and I'm glad you asked it because it brings me so much joy. Okay, the Lord just keeps providing. Yeah. Like he just does. It's like, it is the most like humbling and honoring gift to me to be able to walk with a woman Of any age, older, younger, same age, doesn't matter. Like to get to be part of somebody's life for whatever time I get to, like it is such a gift. And I mean that like because I've said it before on this episode and I'll say it again. The Lord doesn't need me. Like he really doesn't. There's nothing like within me that makes me merit this relationship that you and I get to have or me and somebody else get to have, Right totally so i think it is a gift and for me when the lord brings somebody along and i'm like you, like you put this person here like do you want me to like engage with them like i certainly am not going to like walk away like <laughs> yeah. the lord put you here and so like i'm going to do whatever i can to like honor the lord like you are a picture of god like you bear yeah. his image and so i want to lovingly like engage with you i want to like i want to show you that you're important i want to share our like love for the lord together i want us to pursue the lord together and whatever that looks like um and i think for for me like the first few yeses were really hard like it's hard to say yes the Mm -hmm. first time to somebody saying like hey do you want to do you want to walk through Scripture together? Should mm-hmm. we do a book together, or like, hey, can I can I ask you to come and do this thing with me? The first time you say yes, you're like, um, <laughs> ah, sure, <laughs> totally. Uh, why why not? Um, but the truth is that there's so much fruit. Like even in that first, like I can remember the first time that somebody asked me if they could mentor me, I was like, oh no. And as soon as I said yes, like there was immediate fruit. Yeah, and. It just never stopped growing. And so the more that I get to do some of these things, the more fruit that I see not only in my life, but in the lives of people around me. And then you get to see it multiplied as they like continue that with other people. Mm -hmm. And I just, the Lord keeps providing. I'm going to keep saying yes until the Lord tells me no. And, and that's a different season. But yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Why do you say yes? Why do you keep saying yes? You say yes so many times. (laughs) Um, well, the th- besides the fact that it's my job. I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> totally kidding. No, I think even the reason I say yes to it being my job, mm-hmm. one is because that is our calling. I think the Lord calls us to be witnesses to the ends of the earth and whatever that you know capacity looks like in your life, there are going to be people around you who the Lord is asking you to grow with. And sometimes that's step one, sharing the gospel, but sometimes mm-hmm. that's step six, discipling them through reading the Bible or discipling them through yeah. um, learning how to grow in their faith continuously or through their dry seasons or whatnot. And so I think whichever role the Lord gives me to play, obviously I want to be faithful to that because even the my joy in life is in that. Um, but then also I think it just really is something that I get so much joy from. I think mm-hmm. it's fun being a young adult um, because... So many of my friends right now are just in, they're in that season of trying to figure out, okay, am I doing a job I like? And the answer's not always yes. And I think it just, it really is cool in my life to get to be like, I love my job. And to reflect on that, it's not really the job, it's doing the call that I feel like the Lord has given on my life. And so just continuing to say yes, because it's a need and it's something that God made me for. and, um, And I get so much joy in getting to do it. So
1: yeah yeah definitely i'm grateful that you do like i'm grateful that anybody says yes to this because like it really like we need it yeah we need it so badly we all do like our church needs women to pour into each other's lives like we need that we need that for our men too and our children but yeah like i love i love 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 seeing the church being built up this way and it, it makes me really excited that we get to do it together so yeah, same. Alexi, you're so great. I'm so you're glad great. you came on today and me did too. this. Thanks for having me. It's been so fun. Uh, you'll have to come back and do it again sometime because it was super fun and I loved it. Okay, fine. Great. <laughs> yes, and yes, we'll schedule it. Put a date on the calendar. Okay. Michelle, um, I pray. Do you want sure, to pray? Sure. You pray in closer okay. episode. Awesome. I would love to. Um, Father God, we just thank you for the
2: space and just the opportunity that we have to be your vessels, Lord, knowing that in and of ourselves we are not equipped um, for anything, but that you are gracious and loving and that you allow us to participate in this, but also, Lord, just to participate in life with each other and to be um, a functioning part of the body of Christ. And so we just thank you for the gift that it is to have um, intergenerational relationships and the way that you have to sign that. Um, and we just pray, Lord, for continuing fruit in our church and um, in our lives, Lord, that it would be um, evident um, in the faithfulness that we step into um, what you are doing and how that is benefiting us and the people around us, um, and that we would just live up to your call. Um, Lord, we know we need your grace to do that, and so we just ask all these things in your name. Amen. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening. For more episodes, be sure to follow Encouraged and Equipped.